You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. This podcast is sponsored by Gong. Gong empowers your entire go-to-market organization by operationalizing your most valuable asset, your customer interactions. Transform your organization into a revenue machine by unlocking reality and helping your people reach their full potential. Get started now at gong.io. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Mottier, and I'm here today with Ken Koppelman, Director of Sales Development at Fredica Systems. How are you doing today, Ken? I am doing great. Thanks for having me here today. It's an exciting it's topic around AESDR alignment. Looking forward to this conversation with you. You're taking the words out of my mouth. Today, we want to speak about something that is probably the, one of the most important things in, in running a, an SDR team is, is the alignment with AEs and how do we make the magic happen? How do we make that glue? So the AEs like the SDR, the SDR like the AEs and those two can love each other forever and create great successes. But before we get into the topic, Ken, um, and particularly because of your rich background, would you mind taking just a, a couple of minutes to introduce yourself? So, you know, your background, but also introduce the company you represent, Redica. Sure, sure, most definitely. So my name's Ken Koppelman. I am the Director of Sales Development for Redica Systems. Um, I've been in, in inside sales and uh, a sales leader for 25 years. I've, I've worked with four different organizations over these 25 years, building out inside sales teams, meeting sales development organizations, building out processes, hiring, coaching, mentoring. I've hired over 500 SDRs and AEs in 25 years. And and that alignment is hugely important and uh, to drive success from the top of the funnel and pipeline to hit revenue goals for the companies. But I'm with Redica Systems now and, and Redica is, uh, we are the largest accessible database for FDA data inspections and enforcements that help life sciences companies understand the latest uh, FDA trends. I mean, this allows for like quality and, and regulatory professionals uh, in the industry be prepared for upcoming what we call as uh, pre-approval inspections. So we help them manage their supply chain, their quality and regulatory that comes out from guidance from FDA, Health Canada, and Europe and the whole world. We're the largest accessible database. Yeah, a very, very successful product that uh, we, we, we've we been working together for a little while. And I can attest that um, a very, uh, very well-placed product in the market. So let's dive in the topic. I guess my first question, which may be obvious for you and I, but maybe not for all our listeners, why is it important for SDR and AEs to have a strong relationship from your perspective? Yeah. And that's a great question. You know, and, and the the AESD or SDR AE alignment is hugely important because when we take a look at the SDRs in today's world, these are typically college graduates that are coming right out of college that want to be in sales. And you've got the account executives that have anywhere between three to five years of sales experience. They understand the target market, the total addressable market, the um, working specifically with persona-based selling, uh, pipeline management, understanding who to target. And just reflecting back on my time here at Redica, it is a small subset. We have about 2,500 accounts that are in our TAM at this time in the life sciences pharmaceutical industry. What I did is when I came into you know, Redica, the first thing I did was I hired the team and then aligned them with their account executives. And so they could start working within the industry. 
I think the benefits of the AE to the SDR is the coaching, the mentoring and training of industry products, process and people, messaging, targeted, and having that that experience working with them, being on discovery calls and demos, you know, helps ramp the SDR quicker, but also has direction and close alignment from account planning, account prioritization, and how to upsell, cross-sell, and messaging when they're working with uh, our specific personas within a, a target market like pharmaceutical. Yeah, it's um, a bit of an obvious one for, for, for me as well, because I've been in the market for so long. We know that when the relationship is strong and there is some love between the SDR and the AEs, results can really go through the roof. Uh, and sometimes we've got AEs that do not, I don't know if it's appreciation or, um, sometimes they don't have the time and it may less, it may, it may happen less to you as a, as a, as an internal resource, because you could probably pull a few, few levers to get, to get people interested. But have you been in situation where accounts managers or AEs are not showing a great interest in engaging with the SDR and developing them? Yeah, I, I have over the years. I mean, I, I've seen <clears throat> account executives that, they feel like they are a solo rider, right? They they feel like their processes are are perfect. They're they're generating their own pipeline. You know, they are running the the show, right? They're closing their own business. And typically, what I what I've seen is, you know, that that's not a good recipe for success for the business, right? And the benefit of this and of having the SDR AE alignment is it shortens the ramp time for the SDR, you know, to account executive. If we didn't have that SDR to AE alignment, I think it would take them 24 months to actually move. Like what we're seeing in the industry right now is anywhere between 12 to 18 months from uh, SDR to account executive. But I have seen AEs before that, and that's just a conversation from a leadership perspective to explain to them the why behind it. Who wouldn't want to have more pipeline, more customers to work with, right? To end their pipeline, to close more revenue. Yeah, yeah. The lone soldier is uh, could be successful, but usually is not scalable. Uh, exactly. A large organization. So let's go back to some, some, some maybe some practical examples. Well, do you have any steps that you could share in terms of things that you've done to improve the alignment between AEs and SDR, either in an environment where both wanted to actually cooperate well together, but also in an environment where maybe it was either the SDR not really being yeah. communicative or the AEs not being communicative. Do you have any steps that you put in place in the past or best practices? Yeah, when I was working at Autodesk, you know, in my previous adventures, you know, there the alignment wasn't fruitful um, and there wasn't uh you know, that alignment that was there. So what I did is I created a process from a, one, from a handoff perspective of a discovery call, but two, you know, is, is, is setting up those one-on-ones on a weekly basis. And what would those conversations be like, right? So that would be fruitful because the account executives from an SDR is there are customers, right? So we want to drive the alignment from there. So we structured meetings, right? So account prioritization, looking into the accounts, the upsell process potential. Maybe it's an AE that you know can't penetrate a specific persona within the account and working with that messaging. So 
I think from a from a structure perspective in aligning, you know, those categories, account planning, account prioritization, persona based and structured meetings with it help with that ramp time and that alignment and that relationship. Yeah, definitely reduce the, the, the amount of errors as well as well down the line. So preparation instead of uh, freestyling. And in terms of the in terms of the BDR or the SDR participating to the meetings, you know, I know that we've got clients who've got mixed views on that topic, uh, or AEs that may not want SDR, BDR to participate to calls, some other that wants to invite BDR, SDR to all their calls, which then kind of distract them from doing their yeah. job. So, you know, we've seen it all, but what are your views on that? Have you seen that successful? Have you seen that less successful? Is there a way to make it? Good, because I think there is some value in it, but how to extract the best out of that, that those war stories from the calls that DAEs would have that you can reuse in SDRBTR. Yeah, this is a great topic here. And uh, the way that I look at it is time is money, money's time, right? And I do believe like in like the first 90 days of you know the SDR that has scheduled a disco meeting, a discovery call um, that leads to a demo in the software industry, it's good for the development of the SDR within the first 90 days to, to do that warm handoff and listen to how the structure of that discovery call goes. What qualifications are we looking for? Because here at Retica, we are throwing spears. We are not spraying. We are actually researching these contacts because we, it's, it's personified. It's, it's, it's direct messaging. It's LinkedIn. It's, it's uh, looking into Lucia. Uh, it's direct contacts and messaging. And we believe here at Retica that the higher that we stay within a persona, the faster the sales cycle is and the conversion rates to pipeline generated. Within the first 90 days, you know, it is good for the SDR to do that warm handoff and listen to how the conversation is structured by the account executive, what questions that they're asking, the responses to it, and then debriefing after that actual discovery call what was good, what was bad, what was indifferent, you know, lessons learned from that call. It just helps the SDR ramp quicker. But after 90 days, it's, you know, handing that that call off, that warm uh, persona off to that actual account executive and then get back to their day-to-day stuff to drive more discovery calls. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's what we've seen with this, that, that strategy or that tactic of getting the SDR, BDR to attend the call, we've seen two things. We've seen on the program where we we have a good engagement with the clients and we've got a clear uh, willingness from DAEs to, you know, support the SDR, BDR, we see a massive uptick in quality. And quite, when I say quality, is, is quality of the work in the sense that more meetings take place but also the meetings are set up probably in a better way. And the next conversation is likely to be also more qualitative because you could use the war story from the conversation you just listened to in the next conversation and kind of create your own little campaign within the program. So we see it as the best practice, but I agree with you. I think we it's about not going over the top. I think once you've done two, three, four discovery call with one persona in, in one specific market, in one industry, and there is nothing else to learn on that topic, you can probably you know, focus on doing your BDR, SDR job. But then if you open 
a new meeting in a new industry, it's kind of interesting to go and listen to what the, what the conversation will go. But we, we started to really develop that practice of having our reps participating to meeting to reduce the drop-off rate. Uh, and, and I think it's a kind of a psychology thing where because the rep are due to turn up to the meeting, are like the DSDR, BDR are coming to the meeting and, and they are more likely to not forget the steps of reconfirming or making less mistakes because they have to turn up and they will be there. And if, if it's an awkward call, it's going to be awkward for them as well. And nobody wants to put themselves in an awkward, in an awkward uh, conversation. So we really started with a kind of psychological mindset and, and it, it worked well. I mean, we still have, you know, it's impossible to, to completely eradicate cancellations and, and reschedulings and stuff like that. But really what we've seen the uptake is, 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 is on what you mentioned, which is kind of the acceleration of the knowledge, you know, being able to have a better conversation with another prospect straight away after that 30 minutes, 45 minutes, one hour call. So yes. I, 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 think, I think you've got a good point here and a good, a good strategy in terms of you know, the first 90 days being very involved, but then probably slowing it down because you already know and there is no point you wasting your time. And that's another point. You know, there is sometimes, without making generalities, but there is, there is the good old call reluctance, okay? Uh, particularly when you are engaging with prospect from cold. So it's important to make sure that we, we, we don't give too many opportunities for SDRPTRs to get into <laughs> actually speak to prospect. I, I want to take it back to another topic now, which is more the, the alignment from a metrics perspective, okay? Because, you know, what we've been discussing at the moment is, is all good. And I think it's often the case that the AE and the SDR you know, if you recruit the right people, those, those two should want to work together. Should, they should be happy. The AE will get more pipeline. The SDR will get more commission when these meetings take place and they turn into opportunities. But we know that sometimes things don't go according to plan. The AEs may not declaring the SQL or the opportunity as quickly as another AE. The SDR may not be as successful as another one because of a different region, a different vertical, or something personal. So, for this alignment of of metrics, how do you how do you go about it, Ken? You know, do you have any specific tactics that you've been used using in the past to align the metrics between both, but not just to set it up, but also in the longer term? So this this is a great point here, and I would love to expand on this. And you know, because it's all about predictable revenue. Um, there's a book that I've read in the past by Aaron Ross. You know, who was, uh, you know, the Salesforce.com. You know, took him to their first hundred million dollars by an outbound perspective. And you know, it's it's really uh, building out that repeatable and measurable process uh, for upgraded pipeline. That's what ramp up means, right? So. And what, what that means is that, you know, what the overall arching goals for revenue of the business, right? And so here at Redica, we look at 60% of the pipeline generated will be coming from the SDR team. And so what I've done is I've worked it backwards. I started looking at, you know, okay, what's the average, you know, close one deal size? You know, what's the average, you know, pipeline? What is the win rate? You know, what's the average sales cycle? And so what I've done is we we took measurements in place and said, okay, so we've got 10 account executives. And so what is that SDR to AE ratio? And so what we've come up with is a one to two ratio. 
and 60% of their pipeline is going to be generated, you know, from us. And so that that whole alignment of breaking it down to a KPI program that's daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and and uh, annually of how much pipeline do we need to generate? And so with us, we use tools like SalesLoft and Salesforce. And so we're measuring not only calls, but we're measuring connects. And those connects that we make with these researched contacts, you know, what happened with that? You know, did they convert? You know, what were the objections part of it? And so we we get really granular, you know, within our KPI program to drive the pipeline that we need and to, to see what that revenue looks like over time. What are the metrics that you would look at? Would you look at meeting SAT? Would you look at sales qualified lead? Would you look at both? Because there is always a debate. Who is responsible for creating the opportunity? Is the SDR responsible for creating the opportunity? Is it the AEs? I guess on top of that, you've got to have the layer of controls because you probably want all your AEs to declare an opportunity uh, at the same time and, and have something that is relatively clear so you don't have any room for interpretation. Yeah. So how, how, yeah. do you, how do you do that? Yeah, so the way that we're measured here with the SDRs, they're measured on discovery calls executed. Okay. And opportunities created. So the variable compensation that we see is measured on that because what we want to do is we want to travel. We want to hand deliver these um, these meetings as a warm handoff. So to the actual AE with the right persona, right industry, right target, right company, and, and execute that meeting and uh, handoff. And then it's like what the where the ROI for an SDR organization in my career is pipeline generated right? What is the return on investment, right? And so the collaboration, you know, with the account executive and the SDR, once they run that demo, which is the first step in our opportunity pipeline, is a they debrief of how that actual demo went. Because we know if they go into a demo phase, there's definitely interest of moving forward. There's a problem that needs to be solved because if there's no problem, there's no sale, right? And that's our job is to hand deliver that and then working with the AE to create that opportunity. And what that does for the SDR is now it's more on the sales side and learning how to create an opportunity, right? And what to look for. Yeah. And that's one of our challenge to be fair, Ken, is at what stage do an opportunity needs to be developed? Obviously, you know, the, the, it's like the analogy of wanting to have like a, a six pack for the summer. Right. Um, it, it, it's you need to focus on the process versus the outcome. Um, starting to eat one carrot a day and going to a gym seven hours a day a week before going on holiday is probably not the solution to get a six pack. Yeah. Uh, but the solution to get a six pack is to have that consistent activity going on for a long period of time. I mean, and trust me, I don't have a six pack, so I don't have the discipline for that. I <laughs> mean, either. <laughs> I like beers too much. The point that I'm trying to make is that often with, with um, and, and particularly in a high-paced and, and very, um, very well-invested environment, you could get pressure for results, particularly in public companies. Um, and, and that pressure tends to go from CRO to VP sales, VP sales to A's, A's to SDR. Yeah. And then everybody's trying to do the, the, the things that we looked at meeting, but the meeting don't get converted. And then you've got DAEs not really wanting to declare pipeline because if they declare pipeline, they will have to close it. So they want to go a little bit further in the discovery stage 
to make sure that they are not losing the opportunities. So that that's one of the issues that we we probably face the most from a psychological perspective amongst our clients, which is how do we set up a process where all DAEs are consistent in the way they declare pipeline? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a valid point that that conversation has been happening for years. Right. Yeah. In my experience and and the way that we have it set up here at Redica, I think works beautifully. And because an AE is not going to put uh, a discovery call into their pipeline as demo um, without actually having hands on with that. I would not want the, in my pipeline if I haven't had hands on to it. And that's why it works extremely well here is that the, they're having uh, collaboration. Collaboration is key. And once that, that demo is, is ran and we know it's going into a pipeline, that collaboration of what went well, what were their pain points, what were their challenges, what's the problem. And there's another book that's out there called Gap Selling by Keenan out of Denver by selling yeah. in a gap, right? And and I truly believe this. Like what I'm seeing so far at Redica, you know, when I came in, I thought, well, it's going to be 90 days to six months for a full ramp. And what we found out with this AE SDR collaboration is that we're seeing the SDRs that we've just hired that are going to be ramped in 60 days. And what that does for a business, it generates more pipeline. It's generating more revenue, right? And we truly believe that AE SDR alignment is driving that behavior that we're looking for. 100% can. Yeah, I agree with you. Last question for me, really. And I want to come back to a point you, you mentioned earlier on. You mentioned, hopefully I'm, I'm paraphrasing you properly here, you mentioned that SDR probably would want within 18 months to transform into AEs. So, so we know that conveyor belt of talents is, is important, but we also know that it's a, bit, it's a big change. It's like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and it's not for everyone. So I'd like your views on that. And, and because we're speaking about SDR and AE alignment, I'd like to understand from your perspective, What's the necessary involvement from the AE to support that? Because the reason why I'm asking you the question is we, we have a ton of AEs that do not want to lose their SDR BDR. You know, if yeah. they lose their resource, they lose their pipeline. They don't feel yeah. one 18 months and 12 months or six months. And so it's a wide open question, Ken. So yeah, you know, yeah. The, it's 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 the the one that's been the, the, it's been out there for a long time around that. I mean, because the AEs, they they build such strong relationships with their SDRs, right? And in a sense, they've been their coach. They've been their mentor. They've been a friend, right? And so the thing is, I'm losing that specific person. But it really goes back to, you know, the driving the behavior that we're looking for, right? Because it, the way that I look at it is like, if I'm going to hire AEs, the, the questions, it all starts with the interviewing process, right? I know that they want to be in sales within two to five years, right? And, and knowing that, you know, we believe that SDRs that hone their skills with outbound prospecting are probably going to be the best account executives that you have because they're out there hunting their own new business, right? And the AEs that are there, that have that relationship need to understand that these are going to be future account executives, right? And that they they continue to train and coach like the AEs that we have here. They know that the, the SDRs that we have on staff here are going to be their peers down the road, right? 
And it makes you feel good, right? It's that we talk about servant leadership here at Retica and giving back that was freely given to you is hugely important. That's the way that I lead my organization is through servant leadership. And, but that whole bonding of an organization, that collaboration is a very impactful, you know, three, three, two companies ago, uh, I was at a company called Agility Recovery and we took it from a $40 million business to a $200 million business in five years. And we did it because of the SDR AE alignment, the growth and development, the relationships that we built, everybody was selfless. They were working with each other. They wanted everybody to get better. And, and knowing that we're going to do the same thing here at Retica, we are going to become that, that $100 million business we believe in the next five to seven years. And we're going to do it by this SDR AE alignment, driving meaningful pipeline with right key players that's going to close. And everybody is selfless here at Retica where we want to be one team, one dream, and one Radica. Hey, I know this is my last question, but I, I like the concept of servant leadership. So do you mind just, just because not, not all our listeners are, are aware of what servant leadership is, but do you mind sharing your the reason why servant leadership is, is the right setup for you guys? Yeah, the servant leadership, and, and I've done this, I've read books on servant leadership. The thing is, it's like, to give back that was freely given to you, right? To help somebody in within the organization, to be able to see the lights come on, to see them execute at a high level, to see them grow within the organization. Because with me, you know, as a servant leader, as, as a director of sales development, I'm in the trenches with my SDRs. I'm on-call coaching. I'm meeting with them one-on-ones on a, on, a, on a daily basis, just quick check-ins. You know, what needs to happen? What are some of the hurdles that are there? I've seen leaders before that manage from the top down that demand to do something, but they're not getting into action with their people, right? Those are the organizations I believe that fail. The ones yeah. that I've been in that have been successful is because we believe of taking our, if you take a look at a triangle, right? We believe of putting, you look at a triangle in the corporate, right? You got your president, you got your CEOs, and then who's at the bottom? It's the employees, right? We believe in flipping that that triangle upside down. Everybody is serving everybody, right? To help each other succeed. Our CEO at Retica, Michael, he is a servant leader because he's on calls with his, his AEs, right? He's listening to our customers. He's on calls with customers. Typically, you don't really see that in a, in a normal organization, but we believe in that servant leadership, and that's why we're going to thrive, and we are on that rocket ship to that $100 million number by doing these practices of servant leadership to each other within the organization. Love it, Ken. Love it, love it. Love the passion with which you, you speak about that servant leadership as well. You know, you really believe it. And, you know, to be fair, it's, it's such an important concept. You know, it's such an important concept. I've been hearing a lot about it, particularly during and post-COVID. It was it was not something that was too much, uh, you know, in, in, in the conversation, but it's so important. It's so important to have people in, in your team, particularly in sales and marketing, because we know that there is lots of turnover and people coming with better offer and this and that. But But showing career progression, helping people to get better growth mindset you know it's it's such 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 an important topic so thank you so much for your for your quick um roundup on on the servant leadership at Fredica. hey i want to thank you for your time we're getting to the end of the 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 recording here but um i want to thank you for your time and for your insight and that was super super useful 
You gave me a few ideas and food for thoughts and things that I will try to implement here at Operatics. But if anyone wants to get in touch with, with yourself and, and carry on the conversation or get in touch with Radica to see how Radica could support them or, or, or help the organization to thrive, what's the best way to get hold of you, Ken? Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is you can reach me at uh, ken.copelman, K-O-P-P-E-L-M-A-N at Redica.com. Um, you could actually reach us at Redica.com on our website. Um, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, be more than happy to talk more about the AESDR alignment. Or if you just want to talk about individual development plans, you know, how do you get into account executive? You know, what does it look like? and uh, a full sales process. So that's how you can get a hold of me. And if you need anything, just let me know. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today on the, on the show, Ken. All right. Great. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This podcast is sponsored by Gong. Gong empowers your entire go-to-market organization by operationalizing your most valuable asset, your customer interactions. Transform your organization into a revenue machine by unlocking reality and helping your people reach their full potential. Get started now at gong.io.